0: Hey, I'm Dustin.
1: And I'm Steve. Welcome back, listeners, to the finest phototainment in the world. That's right. You're listening to the best photography podcast, another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover. We're an irreverent look at photography. This podcast, like aspirin, will help you recover from your wedding hangover. Dustin, but you know what's not going to help people recover from, from a wedding hangover you know, just any hangover of any sort.
0: What? What's that Steve?
1: Uh, apparently sending out emails telling people to mark, mark their calendars for this weekend because it's Tupac Shakur's birthday.
0: I thought, I thought this was a big weekend. I thought this, I was, hold on. Yep. Just checking my uh, invite list of things I've been invited to this weekend. Uh, yeah. Tupac's birthday is this weekend. Did you read about this? Did you see this? So uh, this, this this guy, a
1: 65-year-old government employee in Iowa, he was the DHS director in Iowa, and he was fired by the governor of Iowa because because he sent out too many emails with inspirational quotes from Tupac. And Apparently, the icing on the cake was when he sent out an email saying, mark your calendars, it's Tupac's birthday to 4,300 government employees.
0: Is in the, the picture of him with the white hair and the glasses, that's yeah, him? that's him.
1: That's real him. Wow. That's not like a face app swap Make somebody look old. He's actually a 65-year-old dude who just thinks Tupac is the greatest.
0: Could this be like one of those situations where he's actually somebody else living in this guy's body? <laughs> he's
1: actually Tupac. You didn't know that? <laughs>
0: yeah, there you go. That's the answer, Steven.
1: Yeah, so Jerry Foxhoven was fired for for being too into Tupac. I'm sorry, this is just like the my favorite thing I've read recently. And you know what? They made a mistake. Jerry Foxhoven
0: should have been promoted. He should not have been fired.
1: You can't just, like
0: Tupac too much. I just wanna I just wanna be a fly on the wall at his next job interview, uh, when they're saying So so Jerry was it Jerry?
1: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah so, so
0: so Jerry I see that um your tenure at uh, the Iowa Department of Human Services uh ended rather abruptly um can you can you explain to me what what happened there and he's just like haters gonna hate but I I just love my boy Tupac too much and apparently the good folks in Iowa don't agree with my music selection. You mean, like how does he spin that in his favor?
1: I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you.:
0: Do you I think mean he's an internet sensation now, so really he can you know go into the music industry, probably. Think about all the exposure he's got from this. Well, I mean, he's
1: rich. he's so rich with exposure. Do you think when Governor Reynolds went in to him to fire him? He was like, I'm sorry, but it's time for we as the people to start making some
0: changes. (laughs) Uh, Steven, speaking of changes, uh, you just got back. Uh, Listeners might not realize this, but we were actually on a two-week hiatus uh, while Steven traveled the world. And by the world, I mean Wisconsin. How was your trip, Steve? You look rested. You look well. Yeah, and, and tan too, right? You can see the tan? I, the shades, they're, you know, I just figured you turned a warmer lamp on. <laughs> that, I did that. I did that.
1: It was mostly that actually. It's actually a UV lamp the the doctor mm. prescribed to me. Um there so I wouldn't look so pale anymore. Okay. Yeah, he thought it could really brighten up my smile, bring a little life back to my dead eyes. It's it's it burns could be a little, working. Though. yeah.
0: Could be working. Yeah. So, yeah. how was the all that water parking in Wisconsin you get a lot of cheese in you? no, stuff those veins surprisingly this year uh
1: like past years we've always stopped at like a cheese shop' because that's what Wisconsin's known for, and this year we decided not to do that, Dustin, Wow, but we did make the mistake. And it was a glorious mistake of going to a local restaurant and ordering food, not realizing all the food there came smothered in Monterey Jack cheese sauce. Mm,
0: Sounds amazing. How is that a mistake? Yeah.
1: So I got like a hamburger smothered in Monterey Jack cheese sauce with cheese curds on it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the place was a distillery. And so they called it like their, uh, like their bourbon burger or something. So I was expecting like a bourbon sauce, but
0: no, there's nothing like that. It was just a lot of cheese. (laughs) Now you know what their bourbons made of. (laughs) Just straight cheese. (laughs) Just, they wanted to open a restaurant, but figured they needed to be a distillery first.
1: Yeah. You know how it is. It was was a great trip, you know, Uh, took, took Jen out for her birthday on a margarita and taco tour of Wisconsin Dell's. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Mexican food is probably not something the Dells are, you know, <laughs> typically associated with, but
0: I don't know. There's, this, there's this taco chain, I believe, in New York called Del Taco. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe there's a correlation there. Dude, if there
1: had been a Del Taco in Wisconsin, I would have hit that up. When Jen and I went to California, we got off of the airplane, tried to go to like a local restaurant near the airport because we were both just famished. Restaurant was closed. Tried to go to a different restaurant. That restaurant had a two hour wait. And we just happened to see a Del Taco then. We are both just famished. And we were about an hour away from, uh, we were going to Ulysses' house the first night we were there. Ulysses Mm -hmm. Del Toro, the wedding photo podcast. and I think I've heard of him. We stopped at a Del Taco.
0: (laughs) There you go. So good.
1: So, So much better than I remember. They used to have Del Tacos in Indiana and they're all gone
0: now. Really? Yeah. I had no idea.
1: Yeah, there's one up in South Bend.
0: I figured uh, it was only in Wisconsin. <laughs> no,
1: it's not even in Wisconsin anymore. They, they took the whole chain and just moved it to
0: California. <laughs> I think I've seen them in New Jersey.
1: Right, like we just want to compete with in out
0: that's all. That's all. That's it. That's done. So it was a good trip. You'd go again? Oh, I <laughs> I mean, I've gone the last three years. <laughs> Man, it must
1: be a good trip then, Steve. You just, you know, My mom bought into a timeshare, and this is the closest place to her that is uh, part of that timeshare. And our, all the, all of her grandchildren say it's the most fun vacation they go on every year. So she has no incentive to try any other places out. Uh, but I mean, you know, before when we went on vacations with her, before she found, you know, this Wisconsin Dells one, we went to, you know, great places like Disney, uh, Myrtle Beach, Vegas. Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne. No. Fort no there's, great there's, one. there's there's, no vacation stuff in Fort Wayne. Oddly. yeah, There's actually more vacation stuff in Muncie than there is in Fort Wayne. It's weird. We should start a timeshare in Fort Wayne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know why I would when there's all those lovely condos in, in Muncie. So,
0: speaking of needing to drink, what might you be... Speaking of
1: needing to drink... <laughs>
0: <laughs> what is the great Stephen Van Elk... Ayl- Sipping on tonight.
1: Tonight, Dustin, I'm joy- enjoying a Fathom IPA from Ballast Point
0: Brewing Company. Mm. I believe that? I had a beverage there while I was in San Diego with Mr. Ulysses Del Toro.
1: Oh, I didn't tell you this? Jen and I went there
0: on Father's Day. <laughs> left, left
1: the kids back in Indiana and on Father's Day treated treated myself to Ballast point i went to the brewery i tried like five or six of their beers it's awesome all all we get out here for the most part is well well now we get fathom ipa but before all we got was like the sculpin stuff and i've never been a huge fan of sculpin but uh a lot of their other beers are real good and this fathom ipa is great too
0: i enjoyed what i had don't remember what it was but i think it was a dark beer
1: Mm -hmm. you like
0: dark beers (laughs) every now and then. Desmond, what are you drinking tonight? Tonight, Stephen, I am drinking something a little different. Jamocha shake. A A little unique. Is it a Jamocha Um, shake?
1: You were working (laughs) until 10 o'clock tonight, and you told me when you
0: work late you like to have a Jamocha shake. This is like an episode or two ago. I was working late. Um, So here in Fort Wayne, Indiana, um, where all the great people live. The best um, people.
1: It's where everybody goes on vacation here in Indiana. You know?
0: Uh, there's a lot of condos attached to strip clubs it's almost as good as santa claus indiana um but we have this festival every year uh, and it happens to be this week i always get that couple who wants to do engagement photos during the festival
1: is this what you've had in our show notes for like the last two years this running thing of like how do you find parking at a festival when you're doing a photo shoot there (laughs) <laughs> that we've never talked about because it seems that, so that incredibly
0: that could be it Steve. it seems
1: so much like it doesn't apply
0: to anyone else in the world <laughs> it's literally the only week of the year where our downtown becomes like mass chaos but um they bring in like all those like cheesy carny rides they block off streets and and it's like a week long thing here in Fort Wayne, and oh, Jen it's and I like, shot a wedding two years ago in Fort Wayne. Yes, you did during that during, festival.
1: Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. that was a fun time. Yeah, it's literally the highlight of the year
0: in Fort Wayne. Parking is really it's easy
1: to, to find, though. I, I don't know why I you mean, had I that say in our it's show. It's hard, <laughs> hard to
0: find. Uh, so, what I am drinking tonight, Stephen, is I am drinking a lemon shake up. Oh, Jen with just loves a l- little bit of vodka in it, there. Oh, little it a bit little bit or a lot of it. tone it down put a lot uh, of it depends of it. on how much I shook it up you, you
1: probably have vodka in your house so you could add a little more if you need a little pep in your step By uh, a little pep in your step I mean a little slur in your speech <laughs> a, little, a little trip in your step yeah
0: but yeah that is what I'm drinking a good old spiked lemon shake up I like it I love it do you guys have festivals in Noblesville Oh, yeah, dude. We
1: were at a festival the other week in Noblesville, and we bought tickets to go on some sort of train ride because there's like a train in Noblesville. Oh, yeah, the train train. broke down. The train broke down. And it broke down after Jen and I missed it (laughs) because we got there late. So the train broke down. It didn't have any air conditioning, and uh, you couldn't get off the train. And they had to... It got towed back to the place where the festival was going on and it took them like 20 minutes to get it towed back during which time it was, uh, I think like 95 that day and it felt like it was like 105 or something ridiculous like that. So those people are just like sweating like crazy and just dying. I assume, man. And we missed it. Thanks to being yeah. late.
0: Yeah. Last year, I think we went to the festival maybe once this year, including this engagement session. I will have been three times. Nice, Taking yeah. the kids? Taking the kids twice. First time we went, we got this macaroni and cheese thing and we all got sick.
1: Nice. I like it. I yeah. like it. A lot of mac and cheese in Wisconsin. I, I don't know if you know this, but they're kind of known for cheese up there.
0: Yeah. Apparently these guys should take some notes because whatever they put in their cheese was instantly gotten rid of. So Jen doesn't like... Uh,
1: Jen, Jen's not a fan of poutine, you know? You know what mm-hmm. poutine is? Like fries yeah. with like gravy and cheese curds Yeah, and I'm stuff. not a big fan of it either. I know yeah, yeah, it's continue. delicious and you should both be fans of it. But while we were in Wisconsin, that place I got like the burger smothered in the Monterey Jack cheese and stuff, she got tater tots, mac and cheese tater tots. And they come out and it's mac, it's tater tots with like that Monterey Jack cheese, cheese curds, mac and cheese, like the, <laughs> the most terrible thing for you I could ever think of. And, um, it basically was like almost exactly like poutine, just minus, minus the, uh, the, the gravy It's more of a cheese gravy, which is the part I don't like. Oh no, yeah. dude. You, you've had bad poutine then you can get real good poutine. There's a, there used to be a place in Muncie that did poutine real well. It was just like fries cooked in duck fat and like bacon grease or bacon gravy on top of them. Oh man, it's so good. Sounds like diabetes. It wasn't sugar gravy. <laughs> it was candy fries and <laughs> like a heart attack. There. Yeah, it was a heart attack. Yeah, that's that's what Wisconsin is known for.
0: Heart attacks. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah.
1: Thank you for smoking. Come on. Do we have uh, any follow-up? Saving? Steve Mark John Syracuse. Yes, we do. Doesn't you remember last week you we talked about the uh influencer with mm-hmm. fifty-five thousand followers who was trying to get a documentary made about their wedding for free. As they should. Yeah. As and uh, should. And the uh the guy wrote back in his very funny email, basically saying, I'm sorry did you miss like a zero when you said fifty-five thousand? Because usually when people ask us for free stuff, they have a lot more followers and that's not really a lot. Um, well, the influencer's agent, if the influencer has an agent, didn't like this response that she got from this from this guy. Uh what's his name? I should look it up. Frankie Lowe. Frankie Lowe. Yeah. Of uh, betroth betrothed and co. And uh the influencer's manager wrote back and said, um, Frankly, my client and I find that kind of unprofessional email appalling and we will no longer be considering you as contenders to shoot (laughs) what would have been a very lucrative wedding for you. It would have been a great opportunity for you to network with other social media influencers and some celebrities who will be making TV appearances later in the year. On top of that, we have had other businesses reply to us with additional offers of goods and service. Basically paying us to work with them, rather than giving us a load of—and then she uses a racially charged slur, uh, GYP. Um, mm, never yeah. heard that. Um, it's—it's—it's it's, it's racist against gypsies, and uh, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, it's not good. Um, so rather than giving us a load of, uh, let's just say shite instead, uh, like what you have. And then the person continues and said, this wedding is really important to my client as her mother has been diagnosed with cancer. And it's really unfair of you to be so mean when you could have just said no politely. Please don't email again as we will have to name and shame you if you continue
0: with this abuse. <laughs> What's funny is that they have enough time on their hands to respond to the people in general. Well, yeah, Probably not.
1: There's there's probably no manager. It's probably just the influencer pretending to be their own manager.
0: So they seem more important. Man, that's a genius idea. Hold don't, on, Steve. One second. Don't don't Hello. hold on sorry. one second. This is sorry, Steve. You're <laughs> on with Dustin's manager. He he ran to get another lemon shakeup. It'll be right back. Is this different than the uh, person from Big Burrito who uh, hold, responds hold to on. emails? He, the the female hold on. You must be Steven. One side. He's coming right back. Hey, excuse me. Here he is. Oh, thank you. Sorry about that. Uh, sorry. Steve, what were you saying? He put some more vodka into your lemon shake up. Yep. Yep. Just a little, little, little tit tit. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So, so Frankie Lowe from Betrails & Co. then sent back another email after being told not to because of the whole naming <laughs> oh, and shaming thing, which is just on. kind of like, well, he already had, you know, sent this original email out and told everybody who he was so i don't think he's afraid of being shamed and uh basically offers sarcastic apologies uh for everything that happened criticizes mm-hmm. the uh, writer of the email for um getting so much wrong with the grammar in her email and uh also calls her out and says oh man says Secondly, apologies if our forthright attitude means we forfeited the opportunity of networking with celebrities who will be on TV later this year, or in non-PR speak, people who have never been on TV, <laughs> which which I loved. Yeah. Then he, he also called her out for the racist remark, um, pointing out that while he was not abusive in his email to her, that is actually you know an abusive term to use. And um, then, uh, you know, apologizes for the fact that he didn't know that the client's mother had cancer. It also mentions that it's kind of weird that, you know, the original email didn't lead with that. Since that is something like if, you know, somebody has a terminal illness, a lot of times people would offer free services if they knew that. So, yeah, no, it was a, it was great. Did
0: they write back? <laughs> no, right, back no right backs after that. Steven, uh, <laughs> you must keep us surprised of this story as it unfolds. I'm going to be
1: emailing Frankie just up down all over. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. 100.
1: 100 Steve. Uh one one commenter on the article which was on 9gag whose name is Caffy, I think, mentioned uh the person the person never mentioned in the email that they say it's very important to the client's mother who's suffering from cancer to be at the wedding. But still, they're not getting married for another two years, which is a great point to, uh, to, you know, just throw out there. Like, hey, this thing of my mother having, you know, a terminal cancer that was real, then, you know, maybe you'd be
0: getting married a lot sooner. Sounds <sighs> like you need to start stretching that influential muscle you got there, Steve. Yeah, I got I to get out there. I
1: got to get the brand out there. Mm-hmm. So, sure. Dustin, let's move into topics. You, um, you, you posted a topic to, to the show notes this week. Well, Dustin? What do you want to talk about, buddy?
0: Well, I shot. I saw this story come across the news desk uh, while you were on vacation, and it was just. It's probably a little dated now. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But I felt like speaking of mac and cheese and your delight in Wisconsin that this oh, was a relevant yeah. mm-hmm. Relevant article to what we here at the wedding photo hangover stand for And that is wedding guests evacuating a reception after a drunk woman shits herself <laughs> on the dance floor <laughs> T- Tell
1: me more go on go
0: on Apparently uh, I was really hoping there would be pictures, but there there was not pictures. So
1: you added this to our show notes, but you hadn't
0: actually read the article yet. I love
1: this. I love this. Keep going. Keep going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Guest name was Liz. Uh, she got plastered at a wedding um, about about the time the uh, the toasts were happening. Uh, guest commented that she was talking loudly through all the speeches and when she got to the dance floor she was like a rhino with cannonballs of red wine oh my gosh poetry I love that part
1: (laughs) there's another great part later she began to
0: trying to dance while bumping into people and double fisting cups of red wine above above her her head head. (laughs) she kept screaming that she didn't have her kids so she could party on I mm-hmm. just want to picture the visual of you doing that same oh, 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 thing. Here,
1: here, some more poetry from the thing so you can picture it. Um, she was absolutely covered in red wine. She had it all over her dress, even on the back. It literally looked like she took a cabernet shower. This writer is quite poetic. <laughs> I love this. I love this. Uh, this. This is a fantastic thing that I got to read. I'm so, I'm so happy that you shared this
0: with me, Dustin. But the best part, the kicker... She got so drunk that she shit herself on the dance floor and everyone evacuated because it smelled so bad. So I just want to to preface this though. If the shit didn't stink, would people not have evacuated the dance floor? Would they just kind of like danced around it? It makes it seem that the smell aspect was the horrific part. Well, I think what the you're act itself, jumping not into so bad. is
1: she shit herself on the dance floor. And it sounds like you're thinking like she pulled down her pants or dress, pulled up her dress and dropped oh, her undies so, and oh. just took a dump. I would posit from the sound of this, you know, this article that it sounds like maybe in her undergarment, it stayed in her undergarment. And then she just kept dancing and the stank, just started walking around. Yeah. And she was too drunk to realize that she had done it. This fight, you got to have a bouncer at your wedding. You
0: know what I'm talking about? Where was, I couldn't find in the article where the wedding was. Hmm. Noblesville, Indiana right there. (laughs) Oh, that'd be great! I wish. I, no, I don't wish. Think they, I don't. I don't think they say. Let's just
1: say it was in Toronto, then, right? That's where all the best wedding stories like this come from. That's why Lisa and Rebecca got their start doing Secret Life of Weddings because they're they're from Toronto. So, that's
0: right. That's right. Anywho, so that's my that's the only thing I really wanted to talk about. I mean, it's not like there was any big gear announcements while you were gone. Yeah, um, it's been pretty quiet. On I think we that can just shut from, down the podcast then, right? No, no, no gear announcements at yeah, all. Definitely, definitely. No, Sony was pretty pretty quiet this week. They didn't announce uh, anything. that DJI might was have quiet this week. A lot of megapixels.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Sigma was very quiet this week. Yep. Moment was quiet this week. Yeah.
0: Most, I think probably, honestly, Stephen, the reason all of these companies were so quiet is they, uh, were too busy gaming and preparing and, uh, stocking up for Amazon Prime Days. Oh, did something happen during Amazon Prime? Did you buy anything? Did you get anything
1: on Amazon Prime Days? I was on vacation. I didn't even check my email.
0: I almost got suckered into some Bose headphones. They were like, Do you already hundred, have Bose headphones? I one man cannot have enough Bose headphones <laughs> in their lives.
1: You have um, noise
0: canceling Bose headphones, I know. But every time I go on a flight and I see somebody with the Bluetooth version because I have the old ones that still require to be plugged in oh, like man. a freaking peasant, um, and then I see those Bluetooth, I see him like strap those on as they're walking down the you know the gate. And just put all their stuff away and not have to flick wires as you're trying to buckle your seatbelt, or, you know, try to put your iPad in the center console. And then you got to lift your tray table up and then your cord or your headphones is jerking your head forward. And person next to you gets caught up in your cord when they're buckling their seatbelt. Now you've got a neck cramp. It's just, it's a whole thing, Steve. It's a whole thing. It sounds like it. So anyways, I saw an opportunity to perhaps get some Bluetooth ones. Then I realized... Bose has a great marketing genius when it came to this sale and they have ones that look just like the noise canceling ones that just aren't noise canceling. <laughs> and and you so could, yeah,
1: you could buy a noise canceling set of headphones from a different company, a different brand. It doesn't have to be buzz. Uh,
0: I'm a little bit loyal, Steve. I'm a loyalist, mm. a brand loyalist. When it comes to my audio gear, When it comes to your audio gear? Around my ears, Uh, pretty uh, much. Your gear? (laughs) My ear gear. All about that. Uh, But yes, I didn't know if maybe, uh, if you partook and perhaps like want to, they were running some crazy specials, uh, $100 for um, some some photo-related gear. Did you take advantage
1: of any of that? Didn't even know it happened until it was too late. I even have like a Slick Deals alert set up to let me know when there are great deals on, like, Canon gear and stuff.
0: So I would have thought I would have gotten, you know, an alert about it, but nope. How long... So for those of you out there listening that live under a rock, um, Amazon had a glitch in their system during their prime days and had some incredible savings on some very expensive camera equipment, including the Canon EOS R, the Sony A9, and what looks to me to be like a Canon, like 500 millimeter lens or something like that.
2: Yeah. Uh,
1: It's a $13,000 lens apparently. And you could buy it for $100 on prime day. Jesus. Yeah. So apparently Amazon realized what was going on and shut down people's accounts who were trying to buy like a bunch of stuff for a hundred dollars. Um, like I, I think temporarily shut the down. Fuji X-100 yeah. too. And uh, somebody, so somebody at Amazon caught it, but they didn't catch it before a bunch of stuff had already, you know, shipped because <laughs> of how fast Amazon is at, you know, meeting the orders and sending stuff out. So stuff yeah, that already shipped, never gotten it. yeah, stuff that already shipped, you know, people just got it. And now, now they paid a hundred dollars for a $13,000 lens. Which they could immediately turn around and sell for what dozen nine thousand
0: is that what you yeah, so so, somebody got somebody got the eight it was not just an a nine it was an a nine bundle with a twenty four to seventy damn for ninety five dollars that'd have been awesome somebody got an a seven body for ninety five dollars
1: somebody bought two a sixty five hundreds and then one a seven three with a sixteen to twenty four or something like that all $400 then saw I was also being used for like Canon and Nikon um, stuff as well. Started Mm -hmm. loading Canon and Nikon gear up into their cart and that's when their account was shut down by Amazon for
0: suspicious behavior. I was just reading that and I was like, how would you like to be that guy? Who's like, fuck, I didn't, why didn't I just pull the trigger on the a (laughs) nine?
1: Why did I start with the a (laughs) 65 hundreds? Yeah. I made a huge mistake. I, I mean, I don't, I don't feel like there's much to talk about here. This, is, this isn't much of a story. Some people got a great deal, windfall deal, and uh, most people the rest did not. Most of us watch.
0: are just depressed now. Yep. Survivors. Honestly, guilt. if I had
1: seen it, I don't know that I would have even bought it. I would have just been like, "This can't be real. There's, there's something weird going on here." Uh, I feel like some third party company is going to steal my money. Because third-party companies can still do terrible stuff on Amazon. so
0: Yeah, the same. Uh, I ran into a glitch like this uh, once before. I don't know if I shared this on the podcast, um, but I ran into a glitch like this on Urban Outfitters' website uh, where somebody was actually kind enough to share the glitch with me. Mm-hmm. And then, Unlike with this
1: this glitch with Amazon. Correct.
0: Correct. And I was able to take advantage of it. And I bought 100 cameras. on Urban Outfitters'. It was the uh, Fuji, like, Polaroid cameras. Mm, okay. Or I guess it wasn't Fuji, it was just Polaroid. And what'd you I do with I don't even these? remember. Sold them on eBay.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah, uh, getting... one of our friends, or grooms, wanted to buy them to put on the tables for wedding gifts, or and then he realized how expensive they were, and so he was going to get them as um, groomsman gifts. Mm-hmm. And then he went to add them to his cart and he realized that if you, bun- like if you put the film for it in the cart, the price of the camera itself disappeared from the cart. So you were just paying for the film. And so he bought like 10 cameras and then he went and did it again and bought 10 more. And just kept repeating the process. Um, And then I was having lunch with him later that day and he was telling me about it. This is crazy, Dustin. So what does Dustin do? He goes and buys a hundred of them. (laughs) And and then I find out later, I find out later that the glitch worked with anything you added to your cart. Because when he got to work after lunch, he told, of course, everyone that he worked with, because he's an idiot and yeah so then everybody i mean people were getting mode um not motorcycles but like their little scooters like leather couches i mean some of the large items that home mm-hmm. or uh, urban outfitter sells via their website and so most of their orders got canceled but a few people did receive things
1: nice. but it was did you receive things nuts.
0: yeah I you received 100 100 cameras
1: nice. yeah so speaking of cameras uh sony dropped a a7r4 announcement what yeah, do you was feel about really,
0: that? Well, I know a lot of people in the video space were a little like, I mean, we're still waiting on that A seven S three guys, and you're already jumping to the four on the R series. People are wondering if it just can't handle the overheating with this with the S series from mm-hmm. the, what the rumor mills are spitting out. But um, but from everything I read about this R four, it Seems like a really solid camera.
1: Sounds like it does video better than the A7S, so who cares if they never come out with another A7S, right?
0: Well, I mean, we don't really need 61 megapixels. It's a bit overkill for what we do. Are you taking photos with this or are you doing video with this? Well, why don't you walk us through what makes it such a good video camera other than incredible autofocus? It has incredible autofocus. Oh,
1: mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's got your two card <laughs> slots.
0: It does have so two does
1: that mean slots. you're switching?
0: No. Okay.
1: Oh, I'm too okay. invested into the 5D Mark IV series. <laughs> Can't even go mirrorless with Canon. Too they invested. I just really
0: make a big deal about yeah. the eye focus for animals, and I don't shoot animals, and I didn't realize there was such a large sector photographers that were being neglected with their autofocus capabilities because they didn't focus on animals um so
1: what does the a7r 4 (laughs) do it's a camera it's 61 megapixels who cares (sighs) who's ever gonna use 61 megapixels
0: I don't know somebody like James Kelly who shoots landscapes
1: yeah I guess as a wedding photographer, do you see any need for this? Do you see any use for 61 megapixels?
0: Um, well, in, so I think the argument is constantly made like, wow, 61 megapixels means the image is going to be huge. Um, but also with 61 megapixels comes a tremendous amount of information in your files. So oftentimes the f- the richness in the editability of your files um, becomes borderline what you would get in like a medium format type situation so i think back from when i shot with a nikon d3x which was nikon's like big megapixel camera back in the day um i always felt like those files were just like the the amount of dynamic range i could pull out of those was regardless of the file size was just so much more and that kind of speaks true of the Sony. The dynamic range is supposed to be nuts in uh, these files. Mm-hmm. I think someone said like 10 stops or 15 stops or something. Just bananas. Most of the reviews I read about the
1: a7r4 said it was basically the same image quality as the a 7 or the a7r3, but it's just so much better for the autofocus. So, I feel like that's that's the real killer thing there, is the eye autofocus, the real-time eye autofocus for video. I don't know why you told me I couldn't talk about that. That's the only thing worth talking about.
0: Yeah, I know. That's why I didn't really feel like it was a huge leap forward by any means. It
1: is a huge leap forward. <laughs> the eye autofocus during in real-time the- while you're shooting video is a huge leap forward.
0: Yeah, but I thought... I thought I read somewhere and feel free to write in if I'm wrong here that they're going to be releasing a firmware update to do this with the A7 III. I've not read anything like that. So, Stephen, are you buying this and then partnering it, part, pairing it with your new Ronin SC?
1: <laughs> Doesn't that seem like
0: a great idea? So, uh, DJI just
1: released a new Ronin, uh, which is like their... It's like their gimbal for like shooting video. Uh it's like a one hand. opposed
0: to a gimbal yeah. that's not meant for shooting video?
1: you can do time lapse <laughs> photography, panoramas, other stuff with it. You don't just have to shoot video, Dustin. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a lot of stuff out there, Dustin. Have you 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 have a Ronin, don't you? No.
0: I have a Zion Crane too. I, I have a Zion Crane
1: too. <laughs> so as well. As well. So yeah. Um no, I mean I this used looks mine awesome today. Did you, have you have you ever used yours? <laughs> I've used it several times. Okay. Thank you, Dustin. I just don't use it with you cuz you always hire like two other people who are going to be on gimbals all day and it's like gimbal wars. <laughs> you shouldn't you shouldn't have everything on a gimbal all day long. You should have a range and a variety of different shots. If you've ever watched a movie, you'll notice not every single shot is shot on a steady cam, just rocking around the people, doing circles and all sorts of weird, crazy shit. Most of the time, they're doing shots on tripods. When you're making a wedding film, maybe, you know, think about, like, hey, in, like, movie studios, would they do a gimbal shot for every single shot all day long? If the answer is no, then... Why would you be doing that for your wedding film? Just throwing that out there. I'm Just throwing that out there because I see a lot of these wedding films where it's like I'm on a gimbal all day. Every single shot is basically spinning around a person or like a tracking movement shot. And it's like you never let like the, the bride and groom move into and out of the frame. But just because you're on a
0: gimbal doesn't mean you have to move.
1: You don't have to but i'm just saying what i see just saying what i see out there in the real world uh so the new ronin sc has like a cool thing where um you can like uh hook your phone up to the top so you can use your phone to track focus on people um by like basically drawing a box with your finger like one corner to the other
0: you know but my question was does it track when that person is moving yes i would like to see that reviewed that aspect because that seemed interesting to me Mm -hmm. so i mean essentially it's uh an upgraded but yet stripped down version of the original uh ronin s how's it stripped down
1: strip it strip it down for me
0: baby it's lighter it's designed for a lighter payload um so it's meant purely for mirrorless cameras whereas the Ronin S uh, can put like your Blackmagic Cinema cameras, your bigger like 1DXs, um, things like that. Your more pro body this video one's more cameras. This aimed
1: at just like mirrorless
0: cameras. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Even like a big, like a heavy lens on a mirrorless would maybe make this thing really struggle. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're gonna use a prime lens and a lightweight sony or gh5 this thing would really really be for you um i'm thinking about getting one because my zyhune has been giving me some troubles and you want to put like a big lens on it because you kind of like to see it struggle right uh no i just my widest lens is my 24 to 70 and Mm -hmm. i really don't feel like Mm -hmm. spending the money to get a 35
1: yeah and but sometimes like you just want like a real big one right Uh, i always want the
0: biggest one Yep. Yeah, so are you gonna get one of these, Steve? Here with your Zayun? No, no, I'm okay. good.
1: I would have to book a lot more video stuff, and then it's just not in the cards right now. I would, right. I would love to start doing more video work again. That's you know, just,
0: just say the word, man. I'm shooting every freaking day. It seems like it's crazy. You,
1: <laughs> hey, you fly me up to Fort Wayne.
0: Fly you up to Fort Wayne. Business class. I was telling the. I was telling the couple, uh, today at my engagement session at the carnival, uh, they were doing helicopter rides mm-hmm. and, uh, about an hour before the session, the couple asked where at the carnival we wanted to meet. And I wish I'd had the audacity to say, Oh, meet, you know, where the helicopter rides were, but like get in the helicopter ride, time it just right and land in the helicopter and just be like, Oh, I'm here. I could just landed, you know? Like that never like would have no? worked, never.
1: And they would have seen you land and been like, "He paid to go on a helicopter ride." They wouldn't have been like, uh, "He flew here in his helicopter."
0: Yes, it <laughs> would have been like, "What is this idiot doing?" But in my mind, that's how I would have thought. I would have thought it would have gone. I would have been like, oh God, I feel like a badass. I just landed in downtown Fort Wayne in a helicopter with a camera." I feel like a badass. I just landed in.
1: Downtown Fort Wayne. <laughs> Words that have never been said before, <laughs> never.
0: See, when you strip away the comments, Steve, and analyze them bit by bit, it takes it all out of proportion.
1: <laughs> so, doesn't speaking about cool, cool new gear. Uh, what, what do you think about uh, the Sigma Sigma releasing the smallest full-frame camera to date?
0: Think they should just stick to lenses. <laughs>
1: <laughs> me too. It kind of reminds me, like the the look of it. And uh, the giant touch screen and everything on the back of the Young Yongnuo camera that was announced, mm-hmm. which came out and was apparently white hot garbage. What was it? Yeah. Yeah. Like the, the actual like photos it took were okay, but it was like the touch screen because everything was a touch screen. It didn't have like, you know. Buttons to like buttons, do stuff, right. and uh, apparently, like it's just like the whatever the software was they used some some stripped down thing of Android. I'm guessing you know, uh, just didn't work well, and just it made everything really tough. And I heard it didn't it struggled real hard in low light too. So I I would hope Sigma would do a better job, but I don't know that this is actually going to be any better.
0: It is the world's like the smallest
1: full-frame mirrorless camera, though. So that's kind of cool, I guess.
0: So it looks like it's like the size of maybe a, a Sony A6500, maybe. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So.
0: And I
1: mean, that's just really small. It's like, I, you know, you do you want something really small in hand, or do you want something large in hand?
0: Uh, I mean, I don't like to put things in my hands, but Steven, you, you're really into putting things in your hands, so... Yeah, I assume you want something really large, and a lot of girth to it mm-hmm. in your hands.
1: Well, you know, I want to know it would fill my mouth if I put it in, and I just don't know <laughs> that this would.
0: <laughs> he went all the way in with that one,
1: Dustin. Do you want to head
0: over to the drone zone? Welcome to the drone zone, man. This kind of ticks. Because I can't fly a helicopter, obviously, I must fly a drone.
1: So, without further ado, let's cross over into. The
2: Drone
1: Zone. You know, flying in a helicopter, a million times better than flying a drone. You know, I'm just gonna throw that out there. You just yeah. you jump on the microphone and you just say to the pilot, and you're like, hey, uh, fly me over there. I need to shoot this thing. And then you tell the pilot what to do. And the pilot's like a professional pilot who does this for a living. And then they mm-hmm. just fly you over, and they do whatever it is, and you just shoot the whole time. And you're not worried about hitting power lines, hitting Spider-Man's. You know, you're, you're just you're just getting the shot. You're just getting the shot.
0: But you would probably need a gimbal, like a Ronin SC.
1: No, I, I've never. I've shot out of a helicopter before. I didn't use a
0: video gimbal. Yeah, just handheld out of a helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> A, a helicopter with no doors. <laughs> Sounds fun.
1: Yeah, they just uh, loosen the seatbelt so I could lean out the side.
2: Yeah.
1: Sounds super safe. It's so much fun. It's the best experience I've ever had shooting video. Period. Hands down. Drones mm. just don't compare. But this new Moment Air Kickstarter thing. Uh, yeah. do, do you want to tell us a little bit more about that I mean this is combining Kickstarters and drones that's like your your things this is this is a,
0: this is made for you uh, so yeah the uh, for those of you out there who aren't familiar moment is oh uh, a... yeah for those
1: of you out there who aren't familiar um, Dustin is a person who <laughs> invests a lot of money into things on Kickstarter that will never get shipped and never arrive Yeah. Um, so, basically, if Dustin gives any money to this, it guarantees that Moment will never actually ship this thing.
0: <laughs> That's why I'm not buying it. Yeah. I'm
1: sorry, Dustin. Did you want to talk about the Moment sure.
0: thing, though? Sure. I just wanted um, to set the t- gr- stage for everybody listening. So, Moment is a company that designed a lens filter case situation uh, for iPhones um, a couple years back and had just a myriad of success with that. And so with the mobility of drones, they thought, why not go back to the drawing board and design the same lens we did for the iPhone that gives you that anamorphic lens look with the really great flare um, for the drone. And so that's what they did. And it's only for the Mavic series but it, it looks really cool. Um, unfortunately, I just don't shoot enough video with my drone. Uh, I do more stills with mine to make it really, really worth it for me, but I would love Steven to buy it when it comes out and you know review it and let me know how it is. Yeah, that sounds like something that'll definitely not
1: happen, so man, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> I thought so. Is the uh, the Moment error Kickstarter? Is it for a specific drone, Dustin?
0: I said the the Mavic. Just for the series. Mavic. Yeah. But is it for the the Pro or the Zoom? Uh, it said it could be used with either. Really? I thought that's what I read at least. Now you have me second guessing my. So you can't use it
1: with your beloved Phantoms.
0: No, which I think I'm going to sell. Phantoms are out.
1: Phantoms are going the way the dinosaur. It's all about those
0: Mavics
1: now. You know what's going to happen next? It says says Mavic 2 Pro and Zoom. You know what's going to happen next, Dustin? They're going to throw out those Mavics, and it's going to be all about that DJI Spark.
0: All about that Spark, Spark, Spark. Yeah, they
1: got to get those drones even tinier, even smaller.
0: Yeah, what's funny is I saw this announcement, and I immediately thought of my friend Luke who shoots uh, wedding videos and does a lot of stuff with drones in his wedding videos. And I thought, man, this would be right up his alley. And then I realized he sold his Mavic and got the Phantom. Um, Well, not so much he got the Phantom. He got his old Phantom fixed because he crashed it into a tree. I've crashed uh, a Mavic before and it was
1: fine afterwards.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I know. I told him you should have kept the Mavic, man.
1: You but, made a huge mistake.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I think I'm going to sell my Phantom uh, this week or next, whenever I have a free second to take some pictures of it. I've got like eight batteries for it. Any interest, Steve? Nope. <laughs> Want to add a, another drone to your paperweight collection?
1: Yeah. No, I mean, as much as I would love that. uh, No, yeah. not this time. Doesn't, you know... Can I tell you about uh, the world's
0: first solar graphy time-lapse? Steven, I would love nothing more than you to tell me about the first solar graphic, graphy. graphic. So do you know what solar graphy is? Uh, I think it's a pun on soligraphy. Yeah, you got nailed it in one. <laughs> Beautiful. Mm-hmm. So what's soligraphy? Uh, soligraphy is the... St- the the graphy of the solar <laughs> you're you're graphing the the solar the, the sun
1: it's it's a sun graph we got it the the science of the solar the, of the solar yeah so solar graphy is a technique for photographing the sun's path through the sky by using a pinhole camera to expose photographic paper for anywhere from a few hours to over a year so a photographer named sam cornwell created what he believes is the world's first solar graphy time-lapse. Uh, he is the founder of a company called SolarCAN, a unique can pinhole camera that makes it easy for anyone to shoot solar graphs without having to create the pinhole camera themselves. And so he used a matrix of 27 solar can cameras, which he uh, put up sometime this last winter, I think. And... Right. uh all 27 exposures were started at the same time, and then he visited the site once a week until the summer of 2019, summer solstice to be exact, and retrieved uh, retrieved cameras each time he went back, you know, once a week. And um, then he took all the photos and he turned it into you know, like a, a little time lapse gif, like it. Like, it, it's just 27 photos. I mean, it's not even, like, a full second of video, so... Eh, unless but it's you're doing beautiful, 24 frames per second. Yeah, it is beautiful. It is beautiful, beautiful. so it shows, like, a tracing of, like, the sun criss-cro- crisscrossing. It's not crisscrossing. It's just crossing. It shows a video of the sun crossing the sky. And there's a few of the sun's paths in some of the frames where it looks like the sun is, like, out of... Like, it's moved. Like, there's, like, you know, several of the uh, layers of the sun moving across the sky and then there's like one layer where it's like a different hump in a different place and apparently somebody vandalized his uh thing so that's why they like turned some of the cans or something and he had to like turn them back or whatever so that's why there's a few weird like images in the 27 images but No, it's super cool. Like you you just watch like this uh, growing hump as the sun gets higher and higher in the sky over the, you know, as you transition from winter to summer and you have more sunlight. Does
0: it inspire you, Steve,
1: to do something like super creative like that? Absolutely not. No. (laughs)
0: 27 weeks. 27 weeks. You have to have enough beer cans to do something like this.
1: You you have to give up 27 weeks of your life to this project. Actually, I mean, that's not bad. It's not like you're giving up 27 weeks. You just go once every week and take a new beer can down. That's basically what they are. But I just, I don't, I don't have the patience for something like that. Doesn't you have the patience for something like that?
0: Steve, I have the patience for a lot of things and then I don't do them. Because you're too busy being patient with me on this podcast i always i always come up with these like fun ideas like i'm gonna shoot a picture of my son in the same spot every day or every you know the same week or i'm gonna do a picture of the backyard of my house every season and make a time lapse and all those fun things like that that require you to take a picture at the same time over an extended period of time
1: then you do it like once or twice and you're just like yeah no I'm
0: done like even our wedding we had this idea and I mean this isn't an original idea I've seen other people do it but like taking a picture of us holding a picture of our wedding on our anniversary or around our anniversary every year and then you swap out the photo in the frame with that photo
1: watch yourself getting fatter and fatter and fatter
0: (laughs) yeah and older and older and older now they have apps for that. So you don't need to really do it. Eventually you just look your at hair yourself. is just falling out and your skin is
1: drooping and there's just wrinkles everywhere. And you're like, why the hell did I take this project on?
0: It's just yeah. reminding me that we all deteriorate. Yep. So the only problem was with that project was like the clients of mine who would do that could care less if it was like a cell phone quality picture, but dustin you know balls mckibben needed that photo to be like profesh and so if i couldn't get enough time to have good lighting you know someone that actually knew what they were doing with a camera it just wasn't worth doing in my mind and now here we are coming up on our seventh year anniversary and uh we i think did it the first year of our marriage <laughs>
1: You know, I I get that all the time because, like, you, you remember when we were doing the thing with Greetable and, like, you made a uh-huh. video of yourself opening the Greetable and you're like, all right, you, now you make one, Steve. And I never did. It's because, yeah. like, every time I went to, like, make it, I was like all right, I should just like do this real quick. I'll open up the little box and like get it done. And then I was like, nah, if I'm going to do this, I want to do like a stop motion animation thing at the beginning. And then like, I want to do this and I want to do this. And I was just like, this this is going to take so much time. And I really don't want to do a shitty one now that I have good ideas in my head.
0: And so then I, I did. I why you never did one because l- I literally just <laughs> did it on my iPhone. Because I wanted it to be good.
1: <laughs> Not like yours.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I know. I wanted it to be good too, but I knew if I wanted it to be good, I would never would have did it. Yeah.
1: So I never, never got it done. I opened it though. It was very nice. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah. I see. <laughs> see how nice you think it is. <laughs> I see the truth, and the truth sees you, Steve. And the truth
1: has set me free. Now. Justin, are we going to do some Q&A this week?
0: Question and answer me, Steven. Let's do some Q&A.
2: But, but Steve.
0: Our
1: first question comes from Rebecca Elliott from our very own Facebook group. Rebecca says, second shot for a new photog this year. First wedding was such a sad, sad shit show. Oh, that sucks. Sorry, Rebecca. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that she came home and told her significant other that she'd be canceling the remaining four gigs with this other photographer. Wow. Then after thinking about it, Rebecca decided money is money and there are lots of people who have to work jobs every... goddamned, day that they don't G-dang. enjoy it. So what's another four days? Suck it up. Hashtag... Second up, Buttercup. Her husband was a guest at the next one, this photographer she's working with. And the other photographer's husband came up to Rebecca during the family wedding party formals and handed her her wedding ring. She rolled her eyes and put it on. Rebecca asked her about it during dinner. And the photographer said that she had gotten in a fight with her husband and she had thrown the wedding ring at him. At this point, Rebecca says, poor form is the norm. So she's not really surprised. And then Rebecca asks, where do you draw the line for it's not worth it to work with this person? Rebecca says she considered that being associated with a photographer who makes jokes about stripper glitter on the religious groom, yells at grandma because she's not standing correctly, and stops taking photos to tell rebecca about her marriage drama could reflect poorly on rebecca
0: was rebecca shooting with me (laughs) yes probably
1: but rebecca says then she just keeps thinking about the drone in the travel in the new mirrorless in the glass and 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 (laughs) she rarely says no to work and to highlight how rarely it is that she says no to work, she says she just booked an elopement for a Trump supporter. And it was not just a Trump supporter, a Trump supporter she had defriended on Facebook, which, good Lord, sounds ridiculous when she writes it. Her words, not mine. <laughs> but this Trump supporter still reached out to Rebecca, said some real dumb shit during the booking process, and Rebecca still took his money. <laughs> And will make his wedding look like it's not a misogynistic tragedy. So, Dustin, when do you say nope and walk away from a client? Rebecca's significant other said she should have charged a hefty pain in the ass fee to make it worth it. Has anyone done that? Charged extra because the couple because the couple is well extra. hashtag The struggle is real. hashtag Should have gone to business school.
0: I'm pretty sure Steve charges the pain in the ass fee whenever he, like, shoots with me, Rebecca. No,
1: that's my normal fee, Dustin. If I added the pain in the ass fee on, you would never hire me. Now you
0: just usually don't hire me. (laughs) (laughs) Has nothing to do with how busy you always are.
1: You know, I tried to hire you and you told me now. What's that about?
0: Uh, That's because I just didn't think you would accept my pain in the ass fee. I'd take that pain in the ass from you. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Rebecca, that is a great question, though. Um, I I am cut from the same cloth as you. Yeah. Dustin
1: doesn't like butt sex either. He does not like a pain in the ass. And I'm just going to come out and say it. I don't like a pain in the ass either. It doesn't mean it's always going to be you? unpleasant getting <laughs> though. You know?
0: God. But yeah, Rebecca, I take... I mean, like, God, I just shot a wedding uh, on 4th of July weekend. Uh, somebody called and asked me to second shoot. There's nothing worse, Rebecca, than being at a wedding that you're second shooting and realizing about midway through the wedding that that bride had inquired with you. And because it was a holiday weekend, you jacked up your prices. And then here you are still at their wedding now making second shooter pay instead of first shooter pay. (laughs) Mm. Why did you say yes to that? That that should have been a hard no. Uh, Because I needed him to second shoot for me for a wedding I have coming up. And he was like, yeah, I'll second shoot for you, but you have to second shoot this wedding with me. And I was like, fine. Damn it. Rebecca, I'm just
1: going to say it. Have you considered maybe, maybe this photographer you're working with isn't a piss poor person. Have you considered maybe that religious groom hit up a strip club right before his wedding? Maybe that was stripper glitter all over the religious groom. Maybe if she wasn't just making a joke, maybe that was a passive aggressive way for her to say, look, I know I was stripping last night and you were there watching me strip because i assume she's also a stripper and that's how she knew to make the joke and maybe is actually a passive aggressive little jab at the groom have you considered that maybe grandma's not standing correctly maybe she's faking the osteoporosis maybe she could <laughs> stand up straight have you Just, have you considered that maybe maybe her marriage drama is more important than taking photos during a wedding because that's That's her life. That's without her marriage, she's nothing. Um, which is why she had to throw her, her ring at her spouse because, um, it was symbolic of everything that she had. And she was just, she wasn't so much throwing it at him as giving it to him as a symbol of how much she loved him and how how much she needed him in her life. Have you thought about these things, Rebecca? Because I'm thinking about them now. And I think, yeah, maybe hashtag suck it up, buttercup. Maybe you need to get, get in the game. Rebecca, have you considered throwing things at your significant? <laughs> Gosh, no, please don't do that.
0: Please, Rebecca, please don't I, go to jail
1: because what Rebecca, i just said i
0: wonder if you use something like a honey book or a 17 hats something like that um for your clients and if you do have you thought about maybe using something like that for your photographers that you second shoot for um, perhaps laying out some uh, some coverage options within their selection process so you have like you know your standard second shooting hourly rate or whatever they can punch in however many hours or maybe you do a day rate situation um, and then have some beautiful a la carte add on options like you know personal marriage therapist Look, you know I, 150 I know,
1: bucks I know you hired me Dustin to second shoot with you but um here here's my rate. Right. It's just $500 for the whole day. And that is unlimited coverage. But I'm just going to tell you, Dustin, I've been working with a lot of primary shooters. And I feel like the correct amount of coverage for me is to really show up about 10 minutes before um, the ceremony. And then immediately after the ceremony, I peace out. Because you don't need two angles um, you know, for all the portraits mm-hmm. that you're doing anyway. And so it's really right. not, it's really a waste of your time if I'm there and annoying you and bugging you. Um, mm-hmm. So I just peace out then. I show back up at the reception after you've done the detail shots. Um, and I i just kind of capture...
0: Yeah, A little intoxicated? Maybe.
1: It depends if there's a good bar around or if... The reception itself has a good bar. I might be there before then, just you know, at cocktail hour with the guests, and so I'm just going to show up and uh, you know take getting a few that, photos, getting that blog content, getting that, getting that, blog getting that content. good good blog content for you, getting that first stand, photos of it, getting just getting those info. toasts. You know what we're talking about here, and then you know. Really after like all the, the the formal dances are done, like you don't need two photographers there for the rest of the night. So then I just take off. And so like with the unlimited package with me, that is the kind of coverage you can expect for, you know, just five hundred dollars on a wedding day. But
0: non-negotiable. <laughs> for an additional five hundred dollars, I'll stay the entire day. I'll come before you even get there. I won't take pictures. But I'll be there. Yeah. We should really be approaching all of our
1: second shooting jobs the same way we approach all of our clients, in the same way that That's we talk wh- to our clients. what I'm trying to yeah. say. I know. I was jumping in on this. I'm, I'm yes-anding you. This whole thing has been me <laughs> yes-anding your idea. Come on, Dustin. Let's do it. Yeah.
0: So, Steven and I are excited to roll out the Second Shooter Academy. <laughs>
1: We're going to teach you how to be the best second
0: shooters in the world. But first you have to buy our introductory course to third shooters.
1: (laughs) Uh, You know, Rebecca, I get it too with like the Trump supporter elopement thing and how sometimes you just, you just gotta take that money, you know what I'm talking about? And you know, if, if you feel bad about taking that money from your Trump supporter friend, you can always donate that money. To anyone, (laughs) anyone running against Trump, I would recommend anyone. Uh, But Jim and I have worked with people who we have different uh, political feelings from. Uh, We've worked with people who have, how do I say this? Hey, Dustin, you remember when we went to Sierra Leone together? and we came (laughs) Mm -hmm. back, I posted a photo to my thing and a little quote somebody said while we were there. Um, He just asked if, like, what I believed in religiously. And I was like, I'm a Christian. He's like, I'm a Muslim. We believe in, you know, the same God. Um, Isn't that awesome, Steve? And so I just, I posted a photo of him and I posted that conversation. Yeah. So a a previous groom Jen and I had wrote to tell me I was going to hell because I posted a direct quote from somebody we met in Sierra Leone. Um, What? Yeah. So sometimes you work with people who just, like, you know... Where do they reference social media in the Bible? Yeah, I don't know. It was like, it's wrong to Facebook. I don't know. I'm only on Facebook to tell you you shouldn't be on Facebook. It's my calling. Is he a Jehovah's Witness? No, no, he's not. Interesting. Remember Jen and I were real involved with crew and like half of the weddings we shoot are people who are also real involved with crew when they were in college. Yeah, Yes, yeah. yeah, it, it was somebody who's real involved with crew. So, gotcha. Yeah, uh, hey shout happens. out to crew. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I met Jen because of crew. So, multiple shouts out to crew. Like, yeah, I would not be married to my awesome wife if it wasn't for them.
0: So, yeah, whatever <laughs> they put in that Kool Aid, man, it I, I drink it, it down. Softens up the yeah. ladies. Let's say that. Whoa of oh.
1: the men. I'm the soft one in this relationship. <laughs> yeah, no, oh. but I mean, you got bills to pay. You got you got toys to buy. So sometimes you just gotta bite the bullet and blow your head off. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, shoot, of... shoot with a photographer you don't really want to shoot with. It's what I do with Speaking Dustin of... all
0: the time. That's right. That's right. You do yeah. bite, grin, take it. I take it. Um, Speaking of that, Ulysses Del Toro asked a question on our very own Facebook group. Has anyone else used UV filters? I literally just got this lens this week, and it happened to come with a UV filter that I'm so happy I decided to use. I don't use UV filters on any of my glass, but this... But this little scare might have changed my mind. Or maybe I'm overreacting. Question.
1: And Ulysses included a photo of a UV filter that was busted to hell. Shattered. Mm -hmm. Shattered. Yeah. Um Yeah, yeah, I think you're overreacting, Ulysses. (laughs) Just gonna throw it out there. I don't use UV filters on any of my lenses. Do you use UV filters on anything? Why would I want to uh, take even shitty know you- glass and put shitty glass over the top of my good glass? Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, there's, there's a window here and it's covered in dirt and grime. Or I could go out the door and, you know, shoot from outside and it's just the camera and, you know, my, my subject. Or I could go inside and shoot through this shitty window covered in dirt and when you put a uv filter on it's like you're just shooting through a shitty window covered in dirt
0: all the time unless of course you buy a really high quality uv filter
1: mm-hmm. from weddinghangover.com slash store slash not ever gonna happen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's the one yeah <laughs> you can buy all of our products there
0: so i think we answered that one let's move on <laughs> Um, (laughs) critique hedge. No, no, no,
1: Dustin, is he
0: overreacting? Come on, he's reacting poorly, a little over in my opinion. (laughs) Uh, first of all, Ulysses, it sounds like this question is better, would be better handled in an anger management group. Yeah, um, maybe if you didn't throw your lens at people who don't bash their lenses around.
1: Maybe if you took care of your equipment,
2: Ulysses.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I think we just lost a Patreon supporter. It's crazy. (laughs) It's okay. Anything to do with Ulysses gets cut for the Patreon episodes. (laughs) All right. Uh, Don't use UV
1: filters. Just. General rule: the, yeah. uh, When they shatter and they're up against like your lens like that, you have a uh, more chance of like scratching your lens from the glass of the UV filter shattering and it getting stuck on your lens and it getting stuck on your lens um, than you do if like you hit your lens and there's no UV filter there because the glass on your lens is incredibly tough and the glass on UV filters isn't very tough. So, I mean, to each their own, like, if, if you really want to use UV filters, like, go for it. But, like, the, it's a trade-off, and it's not, like, a clear benefit. It's not something that you're clearly winning if you have one on
0: or losing if you don't. Um, I would do just put do a bunch of Vaseline on the front of your lens, yes. Ulysses. Um, Give it that soft that way, Anytime you like rub up against a wall or it like slips out of your hands, it's just going to keep on sliding. That way it doesn't really have a lot of impact. Just really lube up the front of that lens. So Dustin, next question. Go
1: to a yep. random Facebook group. Uh, a random person named Luke asked in a random Facebook group, Definitely not somebody uh, who you know or reference on this podcast all the time and then I cut out of the podcast. Um, for those that travel for weddings, do you have any sort of contingency clause in your contract? A couple is booking a room under the resort package for myself and my second and also likely booking the flights. So I'm just wondering if I should include a clause stipulating two nights before and the night of the wedding for lodging, for example.
0: Let's just say Luke and I from this random group had words as to why I'm not getting to go to this wedding in Mexico. Uh, What? I'm sorry, what? Who? Who's going to this wedding in Mexico? He's taking his wife. Can
1: you believe it? He clearly said his second shooter here.
0: Which is his wife. But you've told me multiple times she doesn't shoot video. Well, when it comes to going to Mexico apparently she's okay with it <laughs> so Luke um, you should have a contingency clause in your contract
1: stating that you're not going to bring Dustin with you to Mexico <laughs> yeah. that, that's what yeah. you really need to look out for here hey Luke how much did Dustin yell at you that's what I want to know <laughs> Hey, hey say. Luke did, did Dustin yell at you as much as you yelled at him when he took not you to Sierra Leone <laughs>
0: He had his opportunity.
1: I know you asked him before me.
0: (laughs) It was between you, him, and Aaron. And you made the worst decision of your life. (laughs) And you happen to be the only one that said yes. I don't need to talk to my family about it.
1: (laughs) I don't need to talk to my wife. She supports me. So Dustin, you just got back from a wedding in Mexico. What would you say contingency clause wise in your contract to Luke, who you definitely don't know from a random Facebook group?
0: So when we're talking about contingency, are we speaking specifically about just like travel in general or are we talking like, I mean, that was a huge fear of mine was getting sick and God, I got sick at the wedding I was doing. Um, And there was like nothing I could do but suck it up and just deal with it. Hashtag suck it um, up buttercup. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first. But um, yeah, I mean, I definitely recommend if you're doing any kind of travel wedding, regardless of whether it be Mexico or Canada or, you know, Wisconsin, you always go a day, day and a half early um, just to be precautious with flights Flights are really unreliable right now, especially in these busy travel months. So it's just always better to be safe than sorry. But then what you're losing out on is the possibility of having to fork over a little bit for a hotel uh, for a couple extra days. I mean, if you can try and get that out of the couple, awesome. You know, if not, you know, you then have to weigh the travel opportunity, outweigh the cost of the extra travel headache so that you don't have to have a butthole the size of a raisin.
1: So, Jen and I have been traveling more for weddings and engagements in the last year or two. I noticed that. And we... We have, uh, we've made sure with every single one of our clients that we, they pay for us to be there for like two days before the wedding, just like Luke saying, and then the night of the wedding as well. Um, because we don't want to travel somewhere and have to fly out as soon as the wedding's over and we're not going to pay to stay on our dime when they're the ones who are like want us there and are paying for us to be there. Like... So I would say, yeah, you should have something in your contract about this. I don't know that I'd call it a contingency clause, like, oh, this has to happen. And if it doesn't, like the other thing doesn't happen. I just say, put in your contract, hey, for destination weddings, I do require um, a room for two nights before and the night of the event. With Dustin. Uh, no, it doesn't say with Dustin. It actually says with Luke's wife.
0: She seems like Trust a real me, nice I person. I offered to write the contract contingency clause for him. Mm-hmm. But when mm-hmm. he saw that it included with Dustin, very big, very bold, all over it, uh, I don't think he used it. I don't think he used it. Yeah, no, that's crazy. Uh, Luke, it sounds <laughs> like you made a great decision. <laughs> I mean, let's just say that the film he shot while in San Diego with me. Uh, mm-hmm. turned out masterful, beautiful, <laughs> master and award winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that could be the case with this wedding in Mexico. I'm, I have sandals. I'm great with sunscreen. Mm-hmm. I don't burn easily. Yeah. No, tell me more. Tell me more. I just can't drink the water. Yeah. That seems to be my downfall.
1: Yeah. Maybe Luke knew that about you and that's why he decided to take someone else.
0: Yeah, could be. Could be because they could share one bed. But I said I could, I could, you know, match <laughs> Thanks for demand. listening to
1: another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast with Dustin and Steve. If you want to help us out, jump on iTunes or Stitcher and leave us a five-star review. If you want to connect, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover or on Twitter at WedPickHangover. Dustin, my man is on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben and Stevens at Stephen Van If you want to get involved with the awesome community of listeners, join the Wedding Hangover Facebook group. But if you really want to warm our hearts, head on over to com, and you can sign up to support us for as little as a dollar a month. And at a dollar a month, you'll uh, you'll get access to the outtakes from our guest episodes. So yeah, dollar a month gets you access to that. $5 a month gets you access to our weekly Stephen Dustin Save the World podcast. And uh, it's extremely helpful to us when when you sign up to support us. Um, Because one, it makes us feel real good because it lets us know that people actually care about the stuff we're putting out into the world. And two, it helps uh, Dustin to be able to afford a
0: big bed that he can share with Luke when he travels. Yeah. And when we feel really good, you guys feel really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. And then when you guys feel really good, you give us more money. And then it's just this perpetual circle of feeling good and feeling good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and You get, you guys get it. Get it. Right? We're going to make you feel so
1: good. You know I mean, about.
0: it's like the Dollar Shave Club, which
1: is not quite... Thanks for listening, we'll see you next time your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being aches for the sweet embrace of death. That's right, next Sunday after you shoot Another Wedding. Another Wedding. Doesn't bum, bum, bum. you kind of got in the weeds there at the end? It sounds like you're a little
0: offended about this whole thing with Luke. Oh, no. Not offended. Downright upset, but not offended.
1: Okay. Okay, as long as that's all it is, just downright upset. The opposite of being offended. Nobody would ever uh, get upset because they were so offended.
0: Well, originally his, I think, and Luke, if you're listening to this, and I'm totally misremembering this, forgive me, um, but originally his wife was going to do the photo, and then I was going to get to go and shoot the video with him. Mm Mm-hmm. But they're like, we're they only getting one bed choosing... and Luke and his no, wife ended up didn't want you in the bed some... with them. Is that it? No, they ended up choosing somebody else to do the photo.
1: Damn, son. Just and just putting put Luke's,
0: Luke's wife on blast do... here. Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah. I, I could be mixing up two different wedding situations. Hey, here, you know but...
1: what? I would give the same advice to Luke's wife as I gave to you, which is if they choose not to go with you and go with someone else, then you don't go and second shoot for somebody else at the wedding. Yep. That could be a little awkward. Hey, the person that you're second
0: shooting for, that the bride turned you down and then hired them, is that Luke? No, okay. no, that was that wedding a couple of weeks ago. But um, no, it was weird because I was shooting and I was thinking like, because the photographer came from Indianapolis and I was thinking to myself like, man, it was an Indian wedding. So it was like a multi-day affair. And I was like, gosh, you know, he was doing photo and video. So he hired me to help him with the photo side. So he could kind of more focus on the video side. And um, I was just thinking, gosh, this just like a lot. They wanted him for like 14 hours on the wedding day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I only did like, I did like 10 of those. And it was about midway through that like all of a sudden the bridesmaid was talking to me the maid of honor and her voice clicked in my head and I was like I remember that voice. I remember this person who called me inquiring about a wedding that was multiple days with a th- she had like a thick accent. So I was tr- I had trouble kind of understanding what she was after and so I tried to give her you know the pricing the best way I could and it just never I guess clicked because I wanted I wasn't willing to discount because it was 4th of July weekend. Ah, oh, that sucks, man. I yeah, had two weddings 4th
1: of July weekend.
0: And then, yeah, I ended up shooting a 4th of July wedding with Luke and then a 4th of July wedding weekend with this guy from Indy. I was like, gosh. Wanted the week off and ended up shooting two weddings. Nice. Working it. That's what I'm talking about.
1: Getting that money, Rebecca Elliott style.
0: You shooting a wedding this weekend? No, no weddings this weekend. I'm shooting a wedding, and it's supposed to be a heat advisory. It's an outdoor barn situation. (laughs) Yeah, this weekend's going to be real hot. It's going to be terrible. Yeah, it's going to be brutal. I'm surprised the bride hasn't texted me yet, just being like, we're canceling uh, the so, wedding. No, not canceling <laughs> it, but I could just see th- this particular bride being like, uh, so what do we do, Dustin, if, you know, it's like 100 degrees? You move the wedding uh, to a water park. Done. <laughs> everybody in the wave pool. <laughs> I was going to pitch the idea of just little kiddie pools for everybody. And everybody just like sits in these little pools of ice water uh, for the outdoor ceremony. Nice. And then yeah it's totally different retro theme everybody's in like you know see that would work except one guy's
1: gonna be pounding beers and you know he's gonna sit in that kiddie pool and just be like (laughs) oh "Oh, man this is a toilet basically hey can't smell my photos at least it's his own kiddie pool like you didn't get a lazy river situation going on which would be so much better (laughs) everybody's just flowing on tubes watching the bride and groom get
0: married why is this not a thing that's happening regularly so we'll put you remember those little scooter things that we had in gym class where you would like scoot around the gymnasium. Where you like uh on had your like knees, two like handlebars. Oh, like kneeboards that you scoot around? Oh, like you're on your knees and then there's like four wheels. Like you like a mechanic would use to like slide under a car. Yeah, I remember those. I thought maybe you were talking about the ones that you sat on
1: and like you put your feet on like the handlebars and then like to make it go forward you had to like twist the handlebars back and forth.
0: No, you went to a rich kid school. See, we didn't have the <laughs> fancy things like that. We had the little like piece of plastic with I think it was literally a lunch tray, and then it would have like four wheels on the bottom. And they would like say go scoot around the gym. My mom taught at the school, and we used to go in on the weekends. And we we would
1: sometimes play with all that stuff from the gymnasium. And then uh, one year somebody broke something not not one of us kids, but somebody else's mm-hmm, kids.
0: Mm-hmm. And then it sounds like you want to clear your
1: conscience. Then the gymnasium was locked up after that. We couldn't we could get the cool scooters out unless the gym teacher was there also working on a weekend. Man. Sad. It's a rough
0: life being you. Yeah. But anyways, put those underneath little kitty pools and then that people you just like have people that push those around in a circle, so it's like <laughs> a lazy river. But it's not. Yeah. It's like a, a personal lazy river. <laughs> yeah. Maybe
1: just design a giant uh, treadmill sort of thing and just put the kiddie pools on the treadmill and then nobody has to worry about like pushing or anything. It's just a motorized thing. and just goes around. But the water isn't flowing through the whole thing. Everybody has their own individual water slash toilet. There you go. All right, we should stop this. Doesn't have a great night tonight. Good night. Bye.
0: I assume you want something really large, a lot of girth to it mm-hmm. in your hands.
1: Well, you know, I want to know it would fill my mouth if I put it in. Wedding Photo Hangover was edited this week by Steve Van Elk of Bespoke Tone. Go to Bespoke Tone for all of your photo, video, and audio editing needs.
2: Wooey!